so glad this is my last walk. I attend school at a local community college, and to make ends meet, I got a job walking dogs using an app. It sounds bananas, and I didn't think it was a real job either until my friend Max showed me. Max is an idiot, so I figured if he can do it, then I'm more than capable. To apply for the job, I gave some personal information, and the company did a background check on me to make sure I wasn't a criminal. A week later, I got an email saying I'm good, so I downloaded the app and I was hired. Pretty easy. The app isn't difficult to use, and I get paid every week, which is nice. The way the app works is simple. There's dog profiles that give information about the dog you're walking and the address of the owner. Rarely the owner is ever home. And if they are, it's surprising because then I wonder, why don't you just walk your own dog, lazy shit? Anyway, most of the time the owner isn't home. So they leave a lockbox next to their door, and the app will tell you the combination. Inside is the key to the house. The app has GPS tracking, so there's no way you can just chill at the owner's home and lie about walking the dog. I know I should probably be worried about giving my personal information to a company and also my location, but honestly, I don't care. I have nothing to hide. I'm another broke college kid in survival mode. The only thing the government and big tech companies will have on me is that I watch way too much porn and buy an unhealthy amount of soda. The app will track the distance and time when I use it. The owner can decide on either a 20 minute, 30 minute, or hour walk. Obviously, the longer the walk, the higher the pay. I love the hour walks. I call those the golden hour. People who can afford those also give the best tips. I once got a $50 tip for an hour walk. I let the owner know on the app how much the dog poops and pees too. It's actually a requirement because the last thing an owner wants is to come back home with piss and shit on the floor. It's annoying, but the app also gives badges and bonuses for the amount of times a dog goes to the bathroom. I call those the shitty badges. The app also gives you other badges as well for the amount of dogs you walk, distance you walk, amount of hours you work, things like that. I know whoever created this app must have been a gamer or just a sneaky corporate bastard that knows how to disguise false praise. No matter, those badges do their job because they're oddly motivating. I was only 5 miles away from the Master Walker and 50 Mile Club badges. Anyway, once I meet the requirements for the walk, I'll take the dog back home, put it back in its cage or room, take a picture of the dog letting the app know I'm done, put the key back in the combination lock, and leave. It's insane that people put so much trust in an app and let a total stranger in their house just to walk a dog. Personally, I would never do anything like that, but I'm glad other people do because it's paying the bills for now. It's great because I don't have to deal with people. I could be working a retail job or worse, working as a server, where I get bitched at by entitled pricks who think it's my fault their steak wasn't cooked well enough. Instead, I get to walk and hang out with dogs on my own schedule. I looked at my phone and checked the dog profile. Nice. It was a little shih tzu named Barkley. I love walking small dogs. I walked a Great Dane one time, and granted, they're beautiful dogs, but such a pain in the ass to walk. Before I got out of my car, I reached into my glove department and pulled out a taser. (sighs) I hate carrying this thing around. But whenever I told my parents that I was going to be a dog walker, my mom said I could do it on one stipulation, that I walk with a taser. My parents were mugged one evening when they went to the grocery store. 
I stayed home that night, so I didn't experience the trauma my parents did. Ever since that night, they've never been the same. In fact, my father, who was never a gun guy, became an expert about them overnight. He bought a Glock 19 the next day and has been adding to his collection ever since. Not that my dad is a pushover. He's a tall and sturdy guy, but he never got in a fight growing up, so he never really knew how to protect himself. I guess the defenseless feeling made him realize how unequipped he was. Now my dad always carries a gun on him, no matter the occasion. He could be attending a birthday party or family reunion, and sure enough, he'd be packing heat. My mother, on the other hand, didn't think a gun was necessary. Even after being mugged, she still didn't want a gun. Instead, she settled for a taser and pepper spray. She knew the importance of being able to protect herself, but didn't want the chance of killing someone. That's just the type of person she is. She never wants to hurt anyone, even if it's out of defense. In her mind, the mugger needed the 40 bucks from her wallet more than she did, which is why my mother bought me a taser. She said if I wanted a gun, that I had to buy one myself. Not that I could afford one anyway. Plus, no one has ever fucked with me, so honestly, I didn't think a taser was necessary either. But out of respect to my mother, I carry the one she gave me. I put the taser in my pocket, got out of my car, and examined the house. Damn, this place is nice. I knew this was a wealthy area, but this shit was ridiculous. And what's even more ridiculous is that it's not even the biggest house on the block. It seemed like the further you go down the street, the bigger the houses got. This neighborhood was at the very top of hill country. These people were the elite, and they wanted their own space, so they didn't have to live among us peasants and look at our shitty houses and apartments. And you know what? I don't blame them. I wouldn't want to be around us either. Plus, the view from the city was pretty badass being this high up. I always wondered what people around here did for a living. Probably nothing legal to have houses like these. After I spent a little time gawking, I looked at the dog walking app on my phone and saw the code to the lockbox located on the doorknob. I put in the code and the lockbox opened and inside was the key. I unlocked and opened the front door. As I walked in, I couldn't help but notice how incredible the house looked. It was like an episode of The Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. The walls and staircases were all white with black marble floors. It wasn't over-decorated or cluttered with tacky furniture. Contrary, the house had a very modern flair to it, with its black leather couches and chic wall decor. I could tell whoever lives here customized the shit out of the place. Like I said, there's no way these people could have paid for all of this on an honest salary. But hey, if they did, good on them. Every time I get a chance to be in a place like this, I fantasize that it's my home and gallivant throughout the house. As I stood in the living room daydreaming, I suddenly heard a dog barking. I walked down the long hallway into a sunroom in the back of the house. I saw Barkley eagerly awaiting his walk. By the way he was groomed, I could tell this dog was spoiled and probably ate better than me. I grabbed the leash and doggy bags that were hung up. I connected the leash to his collar, slid the dog barrier, and we both walked outside the front door. I closed the door and locked it behind me. Before we started the walk, I pulled up my phone and logged into the dog walking app. I pushed the start walk button, and Barkley and I made our way down the porch steps and began our night stroll. As we made our way down the street, I looked up at the full moon. What a peaceful night. 
I've always used night walks to decompress. I didn't have anything to be stressed out about right now, besides being broke, but I've grown accustomed to that, so I just reveled in the night. The further down the street we went, I noticed a path that led into the woods behind the neighborhood. I was enjoying this walk so much, I figured, why not do some exploring? It was a little creepy the way the woods encompassed the path, but if wealthy Lululemon moms walked this trail, then I'm sure I'd be alright. Plus, the light of the full moon illuminated the way and there were lampposts along the trail. I walked from the paved sidewalk onto the dirt trail that led into the woods. I know walking in the woods at night might sound frightening, but for me it's always been comforting. I take solace in the night. I feel like I'm a king walking through his land, getting away from his duties just for a moment. Maybe that's why these rich fucks built houses so high up in the hills. To get away from people, forget about their wealth and become humble in the woods. Or maybe they're just arrogant and hubris made them do it because they want everyone to know who's big dick swinging. Whatever the reason, it didn't matter because one day I'll belong on this hill too. After finishing that thought, I noticed that I was pretty deep into the woods. I could no longer see the neighborhood and I was engulfed with nature. The light from a nearby lamppost wasn't particularly bright, so it was difficult to see what lingered beyond the trail. Suddenly, a very thick fog started to form within the woods. Odd, the weather conditions didn't warrant this type of fog. It wasn't slow rolling either. The fog imitated a, an aggressive storm. There was tension in the air now. It's hard to explain, but something definitely felt off. I stopped walking because Barkley dug his feet into the ground and started barking maniacally. Damn it, this isn't good. Anytime an animal starts to act crazy in horror movies, it usually means some evil shit is about to go down. The thick fog now surrounded us. It covered the entire woods. I could barely see five feet in front of me. Barkley snarled. What the hell is this problem? Was there something in the woods? Without warning, I heard an ungodly roar. It became clear that Barkley and I were not alone. Barkley whimpered and cowered next to my leg. I remained still in shock. I could feel a presence and evidently so could Barkley. It felt like we were prey to a lion, hiding, waiting to pounce on us. The howl was so loud it was hard to pinpoint where it came from. I didn't hear another roar. Instead, I saw piercing, animalistic eyes within the woods. They were so bright with a crimson hue, like a lighthouse shining during a storm. Only these eyes were not inviting. Another loud screech rang out from the woods. Fuck this! Out of instinct, I grabbed Barkley and bolted through the fog. Even though it was almost impossible to see, even with the lamppost, I could feel the soft trail beneath me as I sprinted. Luckily, the trail had no turns, so it was a straight shot back to the neighborhood. I trusted my feet and never looked back. I could hear whatever the hell that thing was hollering in the distance. The fog was starting to let up and I could see the street again. Seeing the neighborhood gave me a, a sense of safety but didn't mean I was going to slow down. Before I knew it, I could see Barkley's house. I ran up the porch, dropped Barkley, trying my best to get the house key out of my pocket. I fumbled with the key and door lock. Fuck! Any other time, this wouldn't be so difficult. After a few moments that felt like an eternity, I managed to enter the key and unlock the door. Barkley and I scurried inside and I slammed the door shut. My body still tense with fear. 
I peered outside the front window and I couldn't even see the porch. The fog continued to roll in and seemed to be getting heavier. How was this possible? Instinct kicked in again and I grabbed a scared Barkley and headed upstairs. I didn't know exactly where to go, I just ran into the nearest room. I slammed the door shut and locked it. I took a second to analyze my surroundings. I knew it was a little boy's room. There was baseball trophies standing on a dresser in a corner and posters of dinosaurs hanging on the walls. I didn't turn on the light because I didn't want to draw attention to the room. I laid Barkley on the floor and made my way to the window. Barkley still clung to my leg. I slowly lifted a window blind, trying my best not to be conspicuous, and gazed outside. The wicked fog covered the entire neighborhood. The light from the street lamps barely made anything visible. It was like a fucking horror movie. That monster, creature, or whatever the hell that thing is could be anywhere. Moments felt like hours. My heart began to beat violently. My breathing became labored, and I could feel myself getting nauseous. It felt like I just ran a marathon, even though I was in a standstill of fear. Suddenly, I saw a huge black mass appear in the middle of the street. There's that son of a bitch. The dark figure, hidden in the fog, slowly moved forward on the street. The creature's body didn't appear to be walking. It seemed to be like it was floating or gliding. The fog obscured the creature's silhouette. I could only make out a few features. The creature had what appeared to be either pointed ears, horns, or antlers on top of its head. The rest of its body was hard to decipher because it wasn't walking. The motherfucker could be wearing a cape for all I know. No arms were swaying back and forth, no leg movements, hell the bastard didn't even make a sound. The creature leisurely crept forward. I stayed silent. It doesn't know I'm here. It can't know that I'm here. I ran too fast for it to see me come inside. Please, please just go away. The creature then promptly stopped right in front of the house as if it could read my thoughts. No, 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 no. The front side of the creature steadily and deliberately turned towards the house. He knows. He knows I'm here. As the creature completely faced forward, I saw its bright red crimson eyes. They had no pupils and illuminated in the fog. Those eyes. My God, those eyes. I was barely peering out of the window, but I knew they were transfixed on me. They pierced through me, and I've never felt so helpless. How the fuck did it know I was here? The creature's screech was so jarring that I jumped back from the window and scurried to a corner of the room. I didn't see the monster's mouth when it opened, but I imagined it was full of jagged, sharp teeth that lusted for me. There was nowhere I could go. It knew that I was standing here in the dark, cornered with Barkley at my side. I could feel his little body shaking. I glanced back at the window. Fuck! The creature's glowing eyes were outside the window. I felt a warm sensation run down my leg. I pissed myself. I heard the creature breathing. It didn't sound natural. How the hell did it get up all the way up to the second story window so quickly? Does this bastard have wings? I wanted to run out of the room, but my body wouldn't allow it. Fear kept me in place. Those hellish eyes still burned bright through the window blinds. They were gazing at me. I closed my eyes and repeated to myself, Go away. 
go away, just go away. I never clenched my teeth so hard before. I just stood there awaiting my fate. Eventually, some time passed and I didn't hear anything. I mustered the courage to open my eyes and the creature's presence disappeared from the window. Those fiendish eyes no longer radiated through the blinds. It was silent. I was confused. If that thing could mount itself outside the second story window, why didn't it just break the window? Was it fucking with me? Suddenly, I felt cold air brush against my legs. What the hell? I saw fog violently appear from under the closet door that stood across the room. It wasn't long until the whole bottom floor of the bedroom was covered in a menacing fog. I could no longer see Barkley. I could only feel his trembling body next to my leg. The closet door handle began to shake angrily and slowly turned. The door creaked as it eerily swung open. There they were, those damn crimson eyes glaring back at me. It was standing in the closet, cloaked in darkness. Fuck, what are you? I could hear its awkward breathing again. The eyes lowered as if the creature was ready to attack. What could I do? What could I do? Then I remembered. The taser! It was my last line of defense. I pulled out my taser and took aim. My sudden movements didn't startle the creature as it continued to stare at me with malice. I seized the moment and shot at the only target I had. Those fucking eyes. One of the prongs hit the creature dead in the eye. The creature's yell shook the whole house as it wailed in pain. Those devilish eyes descended back into the darkness and the closet door slammed shut. The malign fog that covered the room vacuumed back into the closet. In a very anticlimactic way, the room was silent again. Almost as if the fog and creature were never there. Barkley was still cowering in fear. I rubbed his back. It's okay, boy. We're okay. I walked towards the window, and just like the room, the streets were clear. No fog in sight. I didn't want to stick around and see if that creature would come back. So I grabbed the taser from the ground and put Barkley back into the sunroom. Then I rushed out of the front door and locked it, putting the house key back into the lockbox. I got into my car and drove off with no intention on ever coming back to this bullshit neighborhood. As I sped past houses, I started to think, why was nobody outside? Now that I think about it, not a single person came outside their I'm better than you house to see what was going on. Whatever that creature was, I know its scream was louder than any concert I've ever been to, and yet no one came out to see what it was. Did these rich assholes know about the creature? Did they know it was coming for me? These questions raced through my head as the neighborhood disappeared in my rearview mirror. Fuck that place and everyone that lives there. How can anyone stay there knowing what lives in the woods? Or maybe that's why they live there. To keep people like me out. <laughs>